Welcome everyone to another episode of the MVP, the Modern Visual Podcast, and uh, let's call this the lockdown edition. It is the 23rd of April right now. Hopefully, we're starting to come out the other side of this. I think we've got a few more weeks before the restrictions get eased, but um, we've got right now myself, Joe Stevens, hosting this as always, and I'm joined by Luke Truen, the owner of Modern Visual. But Luke, it's a little different today. I'm at home, you're at home, we're not in the office. Yeah, hi guys. It's just just a bit different to normal, you could say. Um, just trying to still get used to, you know, missing that social environment at work. Now, uh, we, we talked about this before we started to hit record, Luke. We're not going to talk about, you know, the standard coronavirus thing that's been, you know, hammed up in the media. For Everyone's probably sick of hearing about it right now. I know I sure definitely am. Um, but there's a lot of interesting implications um, for businesses and, and especially in the business solution, digital marketing and everything in between workspace that we operate in. It's an interesting time right now. Yeah, I think the whole, you know, COVID-19 thing's been done to the doorknob at the moment. You know, obviously there's a lot of helpful information going out there, but uh, yeah, I think people are sick of seeing the same thing over and over and, you know, it's all sort of blending into one. So we didn't want to you know, go into corona mode, you could say, and uh, talk about that. But there is definitely some interesting things going on to talk about. I think someone needs to tell Channel 7 and Channel 9 and Channel 10 about that too, but uh, I don't think we got there yet. (laughs) um, Exactly. Look, in in the meantime, before we get into uh, the topic of today, um, Modern Visual and yourself in the Herald Sun, I think it was last week, was it? Yeah, we were fortunate enough to be in the Herald Sun last week. it was just a case of uh, myself and a client putting a project together that was helping tradies find employment at the moment. Uh, shout out to Scott Howard from Melbourne Masonry. And uh, yeah, we're very fortunate that um, you know our team here at Modern Visual, um, special thanks to Michael Brocky, um, was able to really power through and get something up really quickly. And uh, you know, again, thanks to Brocky there. Uh, so yeah, just it's basically a program or a website that connects tradies with employers for whether it be short-term work, um, you know, general labouring work or a long-term uh, working relationship. And uh, that's starting to get some traction now. Obviously, the, the news article really helps with that, and we're just doing our best to spread the word and help as many people out as we can. Yeah, and that was a, a nice little uh, initiative that, that you guys worked on with, um, with those guys. And I think that's a good little segue into today's topic, Luke, which is, like we said, we're not going to talk about the COVID-19 outbreak and how it's affected everybody because everybody knows right now where the world is at. However, um, let's talk about in particular how the majority of Modern Visuals clients, and I hate to use the word reactive, it's it's a bad word, especially in our line of work, but um, how have your clients reacted and let's say adapted and put different um, you know, strategies and implemented new measures in place to, uh, you know, not just survive but thrive throughout this process? Yeah, I mean, you could categorize our clients into a couple of different groups and, you know, we've got the ones that are always proactive and they've already got a lot of things in place that meant that when all this sort of happened, they didn't really change anything. It was just a case of utilizing what they already had, you know, in specific to what we had created for them. Um, we also have clients that I, go, I guess are just sitting on their hands and, you know, ducking for cover and hoping for the best. And then we've also got a number of clients that are contacting us um, for various things, you know, whether they want to sell online or create some form of way that they can all communicate with either their clients or their team. Um, so, yeah, so it's almost like a big category of 
different types of clients that are doing things in different ways. Yeah, and I think that's, in, in you know, like there's different categories to what Modern Visual does that those different clientele fall into. Uh, you know, you've got your business solutions, um, the website builds, the e-com platforms, the custom portal builds all the way through. Um, so there's a, a variety of, of clientele that, uh, that come to you guys for different services. Um, but let's talk about those that have you know, the duck for cover companies, I guess we'll see what happens with them. Uh, but those companies that have engaged you that are already clientele that have said, Hey, you know, this is where we're at in the current scheme of things. Um, what can we do to, um, to keep engagement with our customers and, and offer say a, an e-com platform or, or a means for, let's talk about that side of it first. Then we'll go into the business solutions side of it. So let's talk about the e-com and, and giving their business an opportunity to be seen online. We, we saw a number of clients uh, weren't really informing their clients online of what they were doing to operate throughout everything that's going on. So a lot of people um, needed to update their website. Um, you know, normally a simple little message saying, this is how we're currently trading. This is how we're working with our customers right now. So that was something that we rolled out with a large number of our clients um, pretty quickly was just to inform their clients because a lot of people, I guess, don't realize how many website visitors they get. And, uh, yeah, we had to sort of prod a lot of people there that, you know, maybe we should look at putting a, a quick little subtle message on your website just to inform people, yeah, what, what they're doing from a trading point of view and how they've uh, changed the way they trade and deal with their customers as well. We've also had um, a number of clients that have uh, sold, um, you know, consulting services or, you know, advice-based services, um, you know, HR or, um, you know, just general consulting. And they've sort of switched to been able to sell packages online um, through e-commerce. So having a payment option there online, checking out, paying up front, and then uh, automatically booking in that uh, meeting through Zoom conference or what any other sort of good video conference software. So it's just, it's enabled people to open another revenue stream to either combat the drop in what they've already been doing or additionally adding for the future as well. And I like that side of it more. I think personally that um you know if if you hadn't been thinking about this already as far as implementing you know and that's not to say that online is the only means um, of generating income um but at the same time it's one of those deals where if you don't start to plan forward to add additional options for revenue stream and and then you know especially in a situation like this you need to have that ready or at least be uh, maneuverable to implement it so for those guys to reach out to you and and start to really think about the future it's, it's going to be an asset to them post this whole crazy situation we're in right now i think the world's going to change as well so this is a good forceful way not a good forceful way a bad forceful way but good in the long run way for a lot of people that have been doing things the same way for a long time to realize that changing to things like video conference or you know selling online or whatever it may be it's actually a good thing and I think a lot of the people that were stuck in their ways are going to change and that's going to change, you know, buyer behaviors, it's going to change business behaviors. And I think in the long run, it's only going to be for the better. So, you know, when a disaster like this does happen, yes, it's bad, but it does obviously help us um, move forward as a human race. Yeah, well, I think uh, necessity is, uh, what's that saying? Necessity is the mother of uh, creation, I believe. That's probably kind of appropriate right now. But, um, you know, and... Let's, I guess you can segue somewhat from that into, you know, say you have someone that 
one of our you know modern visual clientele that they run a consulting business or they run a service that can be equally applicable to online you know we've been using these systems in-house at modern visual for years with zoom meetings and automated calendars and crms and everything like that that, that do a lot of this online legwork for you to to streamline the process of being able to deal with your clients without having to be in person right um and for uh, for a client to, like you said, you know, someone that does consulting business, for example, they're going to um, not just be able to have an online sales option now to sell online packages, then Modern Visual can present them with getting them set up with, you know, a Zoom, um, a Zoom setup to do uh, online based um, consulting with their clients from home and, and different measures like that. Yeah, that's right. So again, it's all about people, you know, adjusting and adapting to the new sort of life or normal that we're used to right now. But like I said, there's going to be a shift in what clients' expectations are for their um, clients. And that's just going to mean that businesses are going to have to adapt regardless because they're going to miss out on clients if they don't. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's even just general website traffic is increased at the moment because everyone's at home. You know, a lot of people might have particularly walked into a business. Um, that's obviously not possible right now. So you know, websites um, of businesses that aren't up to scratch are obviously not fully taking advantage of um, the, the fact that the traffic and visitors is up at the moment. And you can really see those businesses that already have those systems in place. I feel like they're thriving right now. You can just see that they have so much momentum, the content they're putting out. You can see that, um, you know, you can tell a lot of the online e-com platforms that have social media, they're just resharing all the customers you know, purchasing their stuff online and getting their deliveries. And it's like that side of the world hasn't shut down. But if you were on the front foot and already had that established, it's probably not a crazy difference in revenue and turnover, maybe even an increase. Uh, whereas those uh, businesses that have neglected that side of the world, they're probably feeling it a little bit more right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of businesses that were already set up to sell online and their challenge right now is keeping up with the demand. You know, it's they've got the window open you could say to sales at the moment and um, their, their big problem is just getting the, the orders out the door. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to sort of create new problems in a, a market like this if you are set up, um, you know, to increase demand, but then businesses that are traditionally offline that decide to add some functionality to their business where they can sell online or service clients online, then, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a gradual sort of increase there and it's going to always, re- you know, provide that return on investment, even with a couple of deals. Hundred percent. So let's talk a little bit, Luke, about obviously right now the modern visual office space, um, same as just about every office space all over the world, <laughs> is is currently shut down. Um, so the team is dispersed. Everyone's operating from home. Everyone's on Zoom meetings, and you know the the network that we run in the office essentially it works from home exactly the same. Um, talk about how you feel about that as a business owner. I think personally, and I think you and I have already had this discussion, that a lot of businesses that were maybe against people working from home before, they're going to reassess that now once they see that their businesses were viable with employees at home and not, you know nothing really went wrong and it was completely manageable and containable. Um, what's your perspective as a business owner on that? Yeah, well, there's a lot of old school businesses where people are, uh, I guess, tied to um, traditional ways of doing things. So you know, manual timesheets, the manager coming to check up on all the staff on a regular basis, all that sort of stuff. So there's no real formal way of tracking staff's time and accountability. And, you know, fortunately for us, being a tech company, we've by default set ourselves up for 
um, you know, accountability through software and digital solutions. So when our team did move to home-based uh, work arrangements, it was sort of business as usual for us where the reporting I'm using to measure the business is the same. There's nothing that's really changed. And, I, oh, well, there is one thing that's changed, and that's just, I guess, clients – oh, sorry, staff are a bit more flexible with the hours they're doing. They might be working a bit more at night or um, getting up earlier or splitting it up during the day compared to being in the office. But besides, that's that's the real main difference. And the way we measure and hold everyone accountable hasn't changed. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of old-school businesses where, you know, the manager's coming down and keeping an eye on everyone's productivity and stuff like that. You know, they're realising that people are – going to be responsible for their own time management and it's not really a big deal so the the you know the the actual reporting will give them what they're sort of after uh, whether they're at home or at work yeah i agree i, I mean in a, in a technical way when you think about it you sitting in your home office and opening up you know the the analytics software and the reporting software and whatever you're looking at there and then from the team's output and where a client's project is at or, or whatever really doesn't matter so to speak, if you do it at your office at Modern Visuals Premises or you do it at home, you're seeing the same thing and so is everybody else. But I think the only the difference is when it comes to, you know, company culture, interaction with colleagues and, you know, even, you know, uh, the the clientele being able to come and have a meeting with yourself or the account manager or, or you know, the project managers and, and, you know, in the boardroom and it loses that side of it, which the face-to-face value I don't think will ever be replaced in business. But, um yeah, that's probably the, the contradiction, right? Like it can function, but it loses that personal touch. Yeah, I mean, we're all absolutely busting to get back to the office and just have that normal sort of team spirit and culture back in the air. But uh, we're definitely um, doing as much as we can to ensure that we do have the culture and that every sort of video conference or phone call meeting we have isn't just all about work. So, you know, great example, the other week I organized a pizza night for all of the staff where we paid for pizza to get delivered to everyone's um, house and we all jumped on Zoom and had a bit of a, a fun night with pizza um, delivered. So that's where, you know, those little sort of things, they do last in your mind for a week or so. And, um, yeah, just connecting just to say hi and have a bit of a chit-chat with your team and even between the, the team themselves, I think that's still really important uh, because that part of work or office life you know, can't go missing completely and it can't just be all about the work because that's when it, I suppose, gets a bit dull and people lose that purpose and drive that keeps them sort of, you know, thinking about why am I doing this? Yeah, I agree. I think there's definitely a fine line between that and that's what I mean by, you know, speaking of the company culture, I was going to bring that up, but you beat me to it where you did the pizza night and some cool initiatives to keep everyone you know, engaged and having fun and being a part of that, um, you know, because let's be honest, for a lot of people not going to the office every day, five days a week, whether it's, you know, um, you know, different, uh, sorry, industries, not just the office, there's a lot of different workplaces right now that are shut down. For people to be at home seven days a week, this is a massive cultural shock to them. Um, so be able to, you know, provide a little bit of normality for your work colleagues is um, will be a nice luxury to, to give you workforce, you know. Yeah, and I mean, just to give people a bit of a run-through of the sort of main tools we're using to keep the show on the road, um, one of the big ones we use for communication is Slack, uh, which is a free online uh, chat program where basically you have different channels uh, for the business to discuss different um, you know things. So you might have a general channel just to talk about general chit-chat. You might have um, a, a certain channel to do with a certain service you run or a different team. You might have a support channel 
Um, it really depends what you want to sort of do to set it up. But we found that just for instant messaging and keeping up to up to date with what's going on, the the Slack program's been really good. We also have our weekly, sorry, our daily Zoom meeting as a team. So 9 a.m. every day, we're all on Zoom just for half an hour to touch base on any work that's on the in the pipeline. Um, you know, anything coming up from a sales or opportunity point of view. You know, what's everyone been up to? So just a general sort of catch up at the start of the day, and then. Um, we're also using obviously HubSpot as our CRM system to keep up to date with all the interactions with our clients, um, whether it be phone calls or emails, um, you name it, and uh, also all our sales activities in there as well. So there's sort of three main sort of systems we're using to work remotely. And you know whether you're a service-based business or even a trade-based business, you know they're all sort of programs that you can get stuck into to keep communication high. Um, there is obviously um, other solutions for trade businesses and large commercial businesses, but um, yeah, I mean, what I'm sort of getting at is the barrier to entry to working remotely and keeping things up to date isn't that you know that bad or that hard to get into if if you've got someone to point you in the right direction. Well, yeah, um, as yeah. a as a follow on to that, I mean, like you said, you know, you got Slack, you got Zoom meetings. There's there's um, a lot of basic platforms that are actually free uh, to to your average user before you get up to a certain size and. Um, for you to point your clientele in that right direction, I'm sure it's not really a service that's getting charged for, so to speak. Um, you know, custom stuff's a little different, but just that friendly piece of advice for, for long-term clients is is sometimes all they need. Yeah, I mean, you can get into all this stuff for free very quickly. And, you know, someone that's never really um, got into the technical, technical side of computers can very easily set all this stuff up. And they've been designed that way to easily get everything running. Um you know, we do have a number of clients that have come to us with the line saying, we've been meaning to do this for a while. And then they're obviously approaching us for a larger project to make sure that everything's set up at a higher level. So, you know, whether it be connecting your inventory management to a CRM or, you know, hooking up a project management tool to um, a, a time clocking system, you know, all these sort of systems can interact and be connected to create one giant mothership of a of a business system, um, which can be done at quite a low cost point anyway. So I guess, yeah, if businesses are, you know, still thinking about crossing the bridge to full sort of uh, online systems, it's definitely a good time to do it if you can afford to do so. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, does something like this happen again is, is a little difficult to say. Um, obviously, the government and, and the health services are going to be a lot more prepared moving forward, but... Uh, for any business owner to think that this isn't a possibility again in the next decade is probably being a bit naive and putting their head in the sand. So you would like to think that at this stage, if this hasn't woken them up, nothing will because I know that for a fact that you know there's a few uh, ventures that on, on my personal business side that I was working on at the start of the year and time just didn't get there to get it done uh, earlier in this year uh, and I'm kicking myself now because it would be in the prime time to drop these projects online, econ based, subscription you know but uh, long story short it's motivated me specifically to know that I'm going to get that done as soon as I can because if, if, if there's ever a slowdown like this again you want to make sure that these systems are in place you don't want to be developing this stuff now unless you really have to That's right and I think there's going to be a big generation of millennials out there that are going to sort of say, hey, I worked from home for six months and look, the, the world didn't burn down. Um, let me keep doing this. And uh, I think bosses and business owners and managers aren't really going to have a choice but to have people having the option to work home moving forward. It's just going to be an expectation and you know, <laughs> a bit of a ride or breakout, I think, if it's not allowed. So, 
I think those systems and having those online programs in place are going to be pretty vital for businesses moving forward. And, you know, it's it, it seems like such a big deal to do it, but it's not. It's so easy to transition. Um, yeah, I agree. It's going to be an interesting, you know, how do you enforce that? You have to be at the office when everything is ran smoothly. I, I personally feel that the office space, that camaraderie is important. I think that an amended, you know, three days in, two days home or two and three, whatever it looks like, um, that's probably a good model for a lot of businesses, you know, and, and I think even before this at Modern Visual, we always had guys that would say, hey, you know, I'm not feeling it today, I'm just going to work from home or I've got to be somewhere later, I'll pick it up earlier and finish earlier from home and you've always been good at, at letting the team do what works best for them as long as the work gets done. Yeah, I mean, I was an employee myself for a number of years before I started the business, so I know exactly what it's like when, you know, you need to do a run down the post office on the way home or you're worried about somewhere being shot or family gets in you know in the way as in you need to go do something with your family or take some of the doctors or I think obviously certain industries are specific but most most businesses should allow their staff to have the flexibility as required to um, you know do what they need to do because as long as they're doing their hours and they're, they're doing what's allocated from a pay point of view then I don't see there' been a problem no I agree I think uh, the draconian boss is is someone that's going to struggle to retain employees especially after this it's, it's not going to be easy with that old school mentality that's for sure so all right Luke. hey let's talk about right now if you had to say in the in the last month what would be the most um requested service from your current clientele that they have, have asked you for yeah so the biggest thing probably in the last month has been crm systems and getting online with you know a database and uh basically getting rid of a lot of the systems that the business might have had um, or manual ways of doing things and consolidating that all into one place. So that's probably been the biggest thing for us um, that we've been requested to do. And, um, you know, the, it's a mix of necessity and also business going, hey, we're a bit quiet. We want to focus on using this time to uh, migrate, you know, systems or, yeah, as I said earlier, consolidate everything into one place. And that's just uh, something that makes sense and, a lot of businesses are making really good moves at the moment that's going to set them up for a lot a lot of efficiency gain and maximizing um, you know the journeys and the relationships they can have with their clients yeah I think definitely you know that that sort of service is, is certainly taking advantage of this downtime where they can reset and reshuffle with perhaps not too much disruption I know um, from experience over the years when we've had businesses implement new CRMs and it's business as usual so to speak it can uh, can get a little bit hectic there for a minute if they're not prepared. Um, so this is probably the best time for those guys to be doing that. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of clients that we've had, you know, relationships with for a very long time since the beginning of the business. And we've got to know these people really, really well. And a lot of them are really successful people. And for them to come to us and say, look, I know that I need to change the way we do things. That's a big thing for me personally to hear because these people have always just been full steam ahead they seem to just know the answers to what's going to come next. And for them to turn to us, as I said, and ask for help and say, look, we know we need to change something here moving forward. What we've been doing for the last 20 or 30 years isn't going to work moving forward. That, you know, and trusting that they typically know what they're doing, that's a big thing. Uh, you could say that maybe the coaching you've given them up to that point of, of saying, have you thought about this yet? It's probably time for this, you know, this CRM or, or this migration or whatever the service might be or the software might be. And even though they've probably said, look, look not right now, we're busy, we're good, this has got us this far. You've you got to think that those seeds you've been planting over the years on the different projects you've worked with them on, it, 
finally comes to fruitation on uh, on a moment like this. I, I'd say a moment of clarity where they've got time to actually step back from the day-to-day and think about things. Yeah. I mean, some clients are doing millions and millions a month um, and, you know, they're so, I guess, fixated on what's been working for so long for them to get those results. What What's worked in the past doesn't mean it's going to work moving forward. So, yeah, it's almost like we're getting people coming to us sometimes and saying, I need a change, but do you have a program that does this, this, and this like the one I've got? And it's like, well, you may as well not change it. How about here's some new things to look at that might help you? And then they, they really open their eyes and go, oh, wow, that would be really helpful for this situation. And this would be really helpful in this situation. And we're, we're sort of finding that we're helping them let go of what they already had. And they're seeing the benefits in changing their way in doing things because it, it would be hard. If you're making a lot of money off, the way you were doing things, then of course it's going to be hard to sort of veer away from that. But yeah, I think, um, you know, with baby steps and not trying to overload people with all these new features and stuff like that from the start with programs, um, just keeping it really simple in a transition phase, uh, it's, it's a really pleasurable experience for the client. Now, I want to switch things up a little bit. It's going to go off topic slightly, but just humor me here because it's going to come back to what we're speaking about right now. You look at the stores like Maya, David Jones, the, the big department stores that, you know, they do offer online services, but for the most part, it's, it's still pretty much functioned around that traditional retail outlet um, business model. How do you think those guys go when A, if, and B, when, you know, I mean, we see the airlines are struggling right now. That's a separate conversation, but... You know, I, I definitely think that that traditional model of, of retail, I think it's going to struggle moving forward. I really do. I think there's going to be a little bit of a cultural shift here where people aren't going to, you know, I think at first maybe people are going to take advantage of the lockdown being over and they're going to get out and about. But retraining people in a month or two month window like this culturally, I don't think that some of the things we've learned here are going to go away. So what do you think that looks like? It's an interesting one because retail's obviously been struggling for, a while now and we've seen in the media a lot of stores that have been successful for a very long time are shutting their doors and I think that these big businesses are going to have to be innovative and adapt and you know even face the fact that their retail like bricks and mortar stores might not need to exist um, it really comes down to the experience like obviously it's an experience going out to the shops you might go to Chadston or Southland or any other sort of you know, Westfield or whatever it may be and, you know, you have something to eat and you sort of shop around a little bit and stuff like that and it's something to do. But I think these days people are more and more working, uh, more hours. They're got, trying to do a lot more things around the house and they just, I suppose, when they want something, they just jump on the computer and it's been a, a gradual shift to that but it's almost normal now out of nowhere. Um, it's more normal to buy something online than go to a store. So... There's going to be particular stores where, you know, unless they're really up in their game with the experience you have, they're just not going to exist. They don't need to be. And obviously, they've switched to online and they're selling something online that's quite good, then they're going to be fine. But they've got to remember as well, like, you know, just general clothing as an example, we have access to these big overseas companies like ASOS and you've got the Iconic and stuff like that where these traditional companies like JJ's and all the sort of, you know, just the general ones that, that are lying around, they're not really, they don't really have a point of difference. Like if I'm shopping online, I'm, I'm going to go to somewhere that has some exciting products, something that gives me a good least path resistance experience, checking out and, you know, paying for my goods and stuff like that. So the ones that are innovating are going to have the best sort of 
you know, income and, and you know, growth. It's, it's the ones that sort of think that their name has been around for 30 years and they're just going to always exist. They're the ones that are going to die and the, the proof is that that's happening. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just you talking about the shopping experience, like I think of uh, the urban streetwear um, retailer Culture Kings in the city in Melbourne, you know, and you go there, they've got a DJ playing and it, it's like a, you know, there's a fully cultural vibe going on there that, that their clientele, sometimes they go there just to hang out. They don't even go to buy stuff. They just go to be there. That's the vibe. And consequently, they're probably one of the biggest urban retailers in the country, I'd say, as far as street fashion, right? Um, but that's that experience you're talking about. And if, if you know, retailers aren't providing that, like you said, what is the point of going to the shopping center? Um, paying for park and dealing with the risk of, of um, you know, people are used to sanitizing their hands now. They don't want to touch things. Like, I don't know if all that goes away. And I'm just curious to see that I think people need a real incentive now to leave the house and to go shopping. And um, so, yeah, any retailers listen to this, that, that's going to be an interesting one to see where that goes. I very much doubt like the CEO of Myers listen to this. Maybe they are, but uh, hit Mod Visual up if you want some advice, right? <laughs> I think, um, I mean, end of the day, like I've been to Meyer a couple of times over the last, few years just thought oh you know i'll go and have a bit of a look and see what i can get and most of the time you know you're sort of looking for a bit of help and the staff are just sitting there talking to one another and they don't even look at you and that's something i've seen in a number of different stores over the last couple of years it's almost like yeah the the experience used to be a lot better and now they just seem to just sit there and exist and you know the customer doesn't really mean anything whereas online you know they might have live chat they've got their facebook pages or any other social media you know you're you're almost like your own concierge when you're on the online store you're browsing around you're researching you're comparing pricing you know loyalty is not as big so you might be on google looking at the same you know you've chosen a product but you're going to look at six different shops to see which one has the best deal um because obviously price is important so yeah i think the experience has changed now where your computer or device is the actual shopping center and you you get to pick where you shop that's Um, i like that comparison i really do because yeah when you think about it like if you're tuned into a brand on on social media you know from instagram for example and you're you're constantly getting content every day blasted into your into your face from the phone that you're you're identifying with that you're engaging with that then like you said you're you're on the email marketing list you're getting their unique content through there their sales then you go to their website they've got their live chat you you're already a member of their store so you got you know you've got your your cart set up that's a real actual personal experience. I never looked at it that way until you said that, but it is almost as if going to the store would be more of a less personal experience now, don't you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I sold a laptop a couple of weeks ago on uh, Gumtree and managed to, I think it's got about two and a half grand for the laptop. And um, I've used those funds to do up my desktop computer, Um, being stuck at home. That's something I wanted to do. And iPad brought out mouse support. So I didn't actually need my laptop anymore for the purposes of what I used it for. And um, I, so I've actually been doing a fair bit of online shopping over the last week or so, or even, you know, a m- last month. And it's interesting just having uh, different experiences with different stores. And, you know, one of the stores I um, put a uh, inquiry into, I didn't hear back from them. And, uh, you know, I spent over two grand um, on a competitor. So that experience can also suck on online as well. But, um, yeah, I think it's important that people are on top of their game, whether it be offline or online. As a business, you've just got to innovate. You look at companies like Toys R Us, and that was a big part of childhood and stuff like that. But um, they just thought, if we just keep selling stuff and that's it, we're going to be fine. That's worked for the last, you know, however many years. But there's then these companies that are doing toy workshops and innovating and doing all these really fun and dynamic things. They're the ones that are having the success. Yeah, agreed. It's... um. 
Yeah, I'm actually bummed out I didn't get that laptop off you either. I didn't uh, didn't get there in time, but I, you know, I, I wouldn't have paid you that much for it. But yeah, I would have been keen to get it. But um, no, you're right. Innovation's key, and I think I think that's going to snowball from here if you're not innovative and on the front foot moving forward. You know, I don't know if this situation happens again in our lifetime, but I wouldn't hazard a guess that maybe something similar was to happen that uh, you'd want to be ready as a business owner and. You know, whether that's being able to, to be available online to your customers to have these um, systems in place with, you know, with your workforce, um, you know, your CRM to be able to, you know, quickly market and connect to your customer base. There's a lot of things that um, that you want to take advantage of right now and get set up. But uh, Luke, I think we'll probably leave it there, mate. Don't want to bend people's ear too much about the whole um, deal right now with the, the world being in a bit of a different place. But um, let's finish up here with um i guess any parting words of wisdom you want to give the listeners right now that um not just what one visual can provide for them but what would your advice be to finish up with um with what business you should be doing right now focusing on i think the main thing to focus on would be people's mindset so don't look at your bank account don't look at cash flow when obviously do look at those things but the main thing to think about is your mindset like don't put limiting beliefs on yourself because you think that people aren't going to be able to deal with you and your business moving forward, you need to think beyond, you know, your own glass ceiling you probably put on yourself as to what you can offer, how you can do business, you know, what what are some things that you can do to get around uh, the current situation and the, the change. I think obviously it's luck of the draw of what industry you're in at the moment, but no matter what industry you're in, there's surely things that you could do that aren't on your mind right now that you could probably extract from that deep, deeper inner conscious that you might have. Well, there you go, guys. Words of wisdom from uh, the boss man himself. And um, with that, thanks for listening to this episode of the MVP, the Modern Visual Podcast. We hope you're all staying safe out there. Um, we hope your businesses are not just surviving but thriving. And, hey, if there's anything um, we can do to help, be sure to reach out to us at Modern Visual. And uh, I'll put the um, contacts in the description of the podcast, and we'll go there from there. But, uh, hey, look, hopefully the next time we do this, we'll be face-to-face again, um, you know, swapping germs and being traditional about it. That would be the dream. <laughs> That's the dream right there. But, uh, all right, guys, thanks for listening from myself and Luke, and we will be back with another episode soon.